0: Coming up on this episode of the Mario Rosenstock podcast.
1: Why would you not debate something, Mario? Why would you not be willing, if your conviction is that strong, why would you not be willing to engage? And the only reason I can think of, and that coming from somebody who does this for a living, is because you do not have the courage of your conviction. Because actually, you know, you're going to lose this debate. You do not have an argument. Mm. Otherwise, you'd happily make it with anybody who would listen.
0: These days, it's self-evident to assume that it can be a dangerous thing to hold an opinion. Any opinion. In fact, it can be a dangerous thing to hold an opinion that it can be a dangerous thing to hold an opinion. You know what I'm getting at. It's a bit like holding a firework. Any opinion has the potential to blow up in your face at any moment on social media. Whether you're right, left, Republican, Democrat, pro, for, anti-snickers, pro-snickers. It really doesn't matter the size of of the um, subject uh, people can just go spare one way or the other so the whole subject of opinions freedom of speech and discussion is one that of course fascinates not only me but probably you as well so i was delighted that one of ireland's foremost opinion writers agreed to join me on the podcast this week brenda power has been writing opinion columns regularly for decades she's a pro at it she churns them out every week and during our conversation she tells me she churns out about 10 of them a week Um, And she's attracted her fair share of controversy over some of the things she has written. But she debunks some of the um, maybe uh, commonly held myths about her as well in this conversation, I do believe. So as you can imagine, we had plenty to talk about.
1: When I was a kid, my father took a great interest in our essay writing. He didn't go to secondary school himself. But the one piece of advice he always had was think of what everybody else is going to say and try and have an original thought. I can never recall a time when it has been so clearly the case that there are opinions that are just not acceptable and others that are approved. People are terrified of being on the wrong side of whatever they perceive to be the correct position on any particular topic. I do get letters and Mm. I get letters saying there you are again you liberal feminist harpy Mm, mm. and then on the other side you know you're at it again you man-hating right-wing yes you know so yeah both sides of the debate
2: because I remember we were going to have a discussion on the cutting edge and it was like remember I think somebody said I think it might have been Ivan Yates said sure everybody knows that the earth is round and you came in and you just went hang on is it really round though? (laughs) (laughs)
0: Stick around for my full chat with Brenda Power coming up in a moment. But first, listen, it's all about the Good Friday peace agreement this week. I know that Good Friday was a while ago, but all the celebrations and the anniversaries have taken place this week. And Clinton's been in town and Tony Blair and Bertie and all of the people that actually I do good impressions of (laughs) over the years have been um, reminiscing about the achievement of 25 years ago. And so have the podcasters, including Vogue and Joanne. Come here, vogie Yeah? What's this Good Friday thingy all about anyway? It's a bunch of owl fellas remembering the peace agreement. It's so fucking boring. I mean, the yeah. only good Friday involves four bottles of Prosecco and a knee trembler with Prada Peter. Oh, come, come here, on. your man Clinton, though. He's a bit of a hottie, isn't he? Oh, come on, he's about 75. He's a fucking goer. What? see what he did to your one, the Monica Lewinsky one? Oh, I vaguely remember. He it. left her dress looking like a plaster's radio. Joe, <laughs> you can't say things like Tell that. Tell you. I wouldn't mind entering into talks with him Oh no way Throw jo- in your man Jerry Adams what? The beardy lad oh. For a three ball Tell you I'd show oh. them how to compromise oh. Ah.
2: oh you're such an animal
0: And not only Vogue and Joanne David McWilliams is on the case o- All set David Ready to go John It's it's the Good Friday Agreement yeah I've got some heavyweight intellectual arguments oh, John brilliant. Here we go Here we go Whew, Tense up. How are you doing? It's David here with John. Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh, Today we're talking about the Good Friday Peace Agreement. Mm -hmm. And John, Mm. the Good Friday Agreement, it reminds me of the Last Supper. Oh, brilliant. In which the Northern Ireland economy was at first crucified. Crucified, very good. But then was redeemed you and know. indeed resurrected yeah. by peace and reconciliation well that's an amazing metaphor David and Belfast and I John saying, yeah. I mean, <laughs> back in the 80s mm. I'm telling you Belfast was a different place to what it is today <laughs> oh you can be damn sure oh yeah. yeah I remember <laughs> myself a mixer what are you doing? and Nobby Flynn what? and some of the other ne'er do well from the main street oh, Jesus. to Dokey Johnny Jesus. and we got a bag of cans and punked onto the train up to Belfast oh would you give it a by the time we got the Falls Road we were a fucking bollocks Never happened And we were full of Irish whiskey And we got the Wash. spray paint out And they get a blast I was on the road spray Blaring it out The wolf towns Jesus. A full pelt And we were singing done, We're on a the done, one done. road Moving along We're losing subscribers and we're spraying The Republican murals All over the fucking roads Our sponsors Shout, are leaving Oh fuck you You <laughs> pretty bastards And then we bait the head Of a Chocolate Arlen, just saw we did John Johnny John John Now you might be very familiar with Brenda Power From her writing and her regular appearances on TV On programmes like The Cutting Edge And radio on every uh, radio programme that there, there there is out there really Or maybe this is the first time you're getting to know her Either way we thought the best place to start uh, Was by Brenda introducing herself And describing basically what it is that she does
1: well, I am an opinion columnist with the Sunday Times and the Irish Daily Mail. And and that's what I do. Basically, I, I write opinions. I write three different columns a week. Between them, let me see if I can add up how many, five, six, seven, eight, maybe nine different, ten different little, between long and short items of opinion mm. every week.
0: And they would range in size between, yeah. let's say, a, a large 90 one. Which would
1: words be- up to... Um, 900.
0: <laughs> so 90 words. You would write an short. opinion of 90 words. I would. Yes. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm kind of a conveyor belt of opinions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So you are a conveyor belt of opinions. Mm.
0: And I suppose when you say opinions in the modern day, um you you're, you're walking on shaky ground in a way because nowadays it's 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 um it's not only hard to voice an opinion. Um it's it's sometimes hard to even hold an opinion. And some people would even say it's hard for some people to even think an opinion uh, nowadays without fear of 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 uh, of getting you know roasted or something, right? But you are an opinion uh, columnist who publishes up to ten different pieces a week. Um, and opinion people they're a bit like gunslingers in a way, in in the sort of the old Wild West. They don't carry kind of hold, uh, guns in their holster; they carry. Oh, you hear this one about travelers. I got one for you about Muslims. Okay, you know, so it's it's a it's a kind of um it's a fraught in, uh, environment, isn't it?
1: It is, but just to go back to what you said there that um people don't hold opinions or don't think opinions. Of course they do. They hold the opinions they were always likely to hold and I, I would say they hold the same opinions that they would have held in any other circumstance, what they don't do, though, is they don't voice them. And they're afraid to let slip any indication of what they might be thinking. And people are absolutely terrified of being cancelled. And especially um, opinion columnists are as guilty as that, of that as as anybody else. It, it, it does make me despair, Mario, I have to say, to see people write columns, particularly when they're meant to be. Expressing a genuinely held, sincere opinion that I know they don't believe because they couldn't possibly believe what they write.
0: So, in this case, you're referring to people who are holding back. Is that oh, oh,
1: d- dissembling? Yeah, who are not just holding back, but who are just not not being truthful.
0: Oh, so they're they're in fact maybe even prefer, professing the, an opinion yeah, that they don't hold at all, hold. just, just to be seen hold. to be because it's the
1: right opinion. Mm. I've never remembered. I can never recall a time when it has been so clearly the case that there are opinions that are just not acceptable and others that are approved. And, and, and if you don't hold the approved opinion, I can see it in a daily basis in, in opinion columns and opinion um, expressions. People are terrified of being on the wrong side of whatever they perceive to be the, the, the correct position mm. on any particular topic.
0: And who decides who's in the wrong... Who decides the wrong side?
1: This I don't know, and I'd love to have a word with them. But it does seem to be sort of a a consensus. I mean, who who decides, you know... To light the fiery torches and circle the monster's castle because the mob have decided that somebody is, is, has, has offended or has, well, has sinned. Let's stick on uh, this for a moment, though. Yeah, yeah. sorry. I, know I don't I, know. I don't yeah, know. I, you, I get, I mean, you know what i getting at. It's, it's imported. It's, it, it seems to be an imported. Some of the ideologies or some of the views that gain attraction and then support. I, I don't know that they originate here. I, I, I really don't know. I can't tell you that, but I mean, you can see. Do you have any theories? I, I, I kind of don't. I mean, I don't subscribe to the conspiracy theories that there's that there's something behind, you know, let's take the elephant in the room, the gender ideology, that there's some uh, huge conspiracy theory behind that, although there are elements of it that, that make me, that, that I question as to where they are coming from. For example, can I go into this? Yes. Um, I mean, there is no question that the word woman is being erased from... Um, even from official literature, if you look at the HSE's advice on the menopause or cervical cancer or whatever, the most recent one that I saw, which seems to me utterly egregious, is the menopause one. And it says, um, advice for women. And the very first line is a disclaimer, which says, we are using the word woman, and I'm paraphrasing this pretty closely, we're using the word woman as shorthand for people who identify as women and for people who do not identify as women but who share a female biology. So in other words, uh, not me then, because I'm one of what Ricky Gervais would call the old-fashioned women who don't have penises, so I am not covered by the HSE's advice to women. Now you go over and look at their advice on prostate cancer, and it's for men. So if you are pandering to the most vocal of the trans- activists at the moment. That seems to me to be uh, trans identified males or trans women or men who identify as women. So why is is the word man acceptable? Surely they should be up in arms that prostate or testicular cancer advice is being given to men. Why not to people who identify as, as men or why not to people who do not identify as men but who are somehow lumbered with male biology. Why is the word woman so offensive? Uh, and that seems to me to go beyond trans activism and I don't know what's behind it. So don't ask me to have a theory on it. Yes. I have no idea what, where it comes from, but I, I do not understand why the word woman is offensive and the word man isn't. Yeah.
0: And and I hear you. And funnily enough, this is po- probably the area that I don't want to go down with you. Okay. And what I mean by that is all you your... You want to be cancelled. No, no. All your opinions. No, no, no. Because... Your opinions are widely available, mm. and mm-hmm. and I actually I actually read you for what it's worth. I read you every week uh, in the Sunday Times, and your opinions are widely available. And there's no point in me, um, you know, mm. asking mm-hmm. you to rehash your opinion. I want to use this space that we have maybe to try and come 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 at this stuff from a different angle, okay. and it's a little bit more personal. It's to do with you, and that is so. Um, based on what you've just told us, not not about the woman, but, but mm-hmm. uh, writing an opinions and dealing in the area of opinions. Well, and and the fact that we've established that there is a danger of you use the word cancellation which i was interested to see if you if you'd use that word um but um you know what what drives you to 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 feel the need to want to share your opinion uh, and of course it's very hard to man well people do manufacture opinions as mm-hmm. you just alluded to but you get kind of as Dunphy would say, caught out quite quickly if he didn't mm. kind of want to. So, what drives you to want to share your opinion?
1: I, I'm again. That's something I'd find hard to answer. I suppose because I've been doing it for so long. I've often thought that if if I didn't have an opinion column, I'd be the person back in the day writing to the newspapers with maybe green ink, biros. Yeah. And now I'd be tweeting left, right, and centre which I don't do at all. Mm. Um, You're not
0: on Twitter. No. No.
1: No, I'm not. Yeah. Um, Probably
0: wouldn't be a good place for you to no. be. No.
1: <laughs> Why would you want to stab your own eyeballs with, the, with the knitting needles? Um, no, but um, I, I mean, I've been, doing a, I've been writing opinion columns for 30 years. So I guess it's almost like a, a muscle at this stage. It's a habit. Mm. You tend to, to, to read a news item or, or, or hear a, a coverage of an incident and, th- and you, you've almost reflexively... Decide what your opinion is. Where most people just go, oh, that's interesting, and turn the page, or wait for the next next um, item to come up. I suppose I tend to think, okay, what what do I think about that? Or and and then I, I mean, I'm terrible for for dragging my poor kids into discussions at home. That's what I was going well. to ask you. Yeah. Did, you, you tr- did you hear that? Did you hear? that? Do you that? try do out you? your opinion? Yeah, and they're never popular. <laughs> <laughs> very rarely popular. Do,
0: you, do your kids see you as a, a, a kind of a, a reactionary or a conservative?
1: Um, I suppose they would, yeah. I think they probably would. Not that they read one word that I write. So we're just talking about, you know, sitting, looking at the news or when I'm going through the newspaper going, oh my God, listen to this. And I usually get, oh for God's sake, mom.
0: So do you find that, um, okay? there's obviously there's obviously the natural generational gap between you and your Mm -hmm. children. But do you find that that is crystallized by the new generations, let's say the Gen Z Mm -hmm. um, um, opinions on things that you're you're more divided than ever?
1: I suppose every generation of parents think there is a massive divide between themselves ideologically and their children. But um, yeah, I I mean, really, I, I can't get a handle on some of what what they believe. Um, and some of the convictions they hold very strongly. I respect them completely, um, but find it's difficult to to argue. Even it's difficult to to voice an opinion. On some subjects, you can't even debate. And and you know that that is that is the attitude to to certain topics. This, we shouldn't be debating this. You're even you're debating the existence of people. That um, it's actually hard to engage. Yes. You know. Okay, this is an interesting so point we to you raise stay now. Stay away from. Controversial yeah, but this topics.
0: Is, except this is an interesting point you raise now. The, mm. the whole idea of debate is itself is mm. even getting questioned that people won't debate with each other. Mm. So, you know, everything, you know, it's the 25th anniversary of the Good Friday peace agreement. And mm. when I think of that era, I just think of intransigence. Mm. Um, I think of people who it, it would take them months and months to even agree to come into the same room.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it seems as though nowadays an awful lot of issues are at the Good Friday agreement level that people won't (laughs) even think they're worthy of debate. And some of it is about the simplest uh, stuff that we've been talking about for hundreds and hundreds of years that seems to be now no longer up for debate.
1: Yeah, I mean, why would you not debate something, Maria? Why would you not be willing, if your conviction is that strong, why would you not be willing to engage? And the only reason I can think of, and that coming from somebody who does this for a living, is because you do not have the courage of your conviction. Because actually, you know, you're going to lose this debate. Mm. You're not, you're not, in a, you're, you do not have an argument. Mm. Otherwise, you'd happily make it with anybody who would listen. But you're right. I mean, there is, well, th- this is not up for debate. This is not up for yeah. discussion. Everything ought to be. Yeah. Everything ought to be. Um, so if you're not prepared to debate, it is usually, in my experience, because you don't have an argument.
0: Yeah. If there was a, uh, let's just call it an imaginary judge, because I know you work in the law as mm. well, right? So you work as a barrister. And let's just say there was an imaginary judge and there was a uh, a, a court case involving, an imaginary court case involving Brenda. How, uh, would the judge or a, let's say, a prosecuting uh, attorney describe you as a right wing or a conservative thinker? Or would you be would they be putting you into that box if they were describing you? And if so, would that be fair?
1: No, it wouldn't be fair. I don't think that... I. I, I I remember a few years ago, a friend of a friend saying, I read your stuff and I've come to the conclusion that you're not right-wing, you're not left-wing, you take a view. And I think that's what I do. So, I mean, if you look back over columns that I've written, I've obviously supported in in favor of abortion, same-sex marriage and so on. But I would be on the other side on on, on other arguments. Mm. So, I mean, I think people feeling that they have to be rigidly Slotted into one box, or 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 sort of, you know, shape their opinions in order to fit one or other, or or worse still, people making that assumption about you is very reductive and debilitating. Absolutely, and 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 and, and it's silly because you, you know it 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 sort of absolves you then of any obligation to listen to what I have to say. Well, do mind her; she's right wing. Well, no, yeah. actually you know, how about just wait and see if I have a good argument? Yeah. Agree with me or don't agree with me. If you don't agree with me, then argue back. Yeah.
0: Which uh, view do you have, do you think, which people might find surprising, being Brenda?
1: And well, well, I suppose on, on issues like, social issues like abortion, divorce, and same-sex marriage. Mm. I suppose that. Mm. Um, then, uh, for the rest, for anything else that comes up, um, I suppose I do tend, because it's a sort of a professional reflex, to go okay, what's everybody else going to say about this? When I, when I was a kid, my father was, took a great interest in our in our school, in our essays, in our essay writing. And he one piece of advice, he didn't go to secondary school himself, but the one piece of advice he always had was, think of what everybody else is going to say. And try and have an original thought. Mm. And I suppose I, I tend to do that. And um, I hope I tend to do that. And not not necessarily to stir things up, Mario, you're looking gleefully at me there. No, not necessarily for that uh, point. Well, but simply to think, well, let me just let me just resist the obvious conclusion here. Let yes. me just resist the herd's conclusion, what they're all going to say, and see if there's any other merit, any merit yeah. in any other viewpoint.
0: Brilliant. Actually, we have somebody on the line who wants to talk to you. <laughs> oh, no. And, and uh, a big fan of yours, actually. It's Brendan O'Connor. So say
2: hello to him.
1: Hello, Brendan. How are you?
2: How you doing, Brenda? I'm really, I'm really looking, really interested in the conversation, especially with. I love that last comment you made. Come here. Do you remember when you were on the cutting edge? Did you enjoy it? <laughs> yes, I did.
1: You actually. were great on
2: it. No, no, you were really good on it. You you really stirred the pot nicely there, now. But, see, the thing was, you're right about what you said there about your dad and leaving certain all that sort of stuff. Because I remember we were going to have a discussion on the cutting edge. And it was like, remember, I think somebody said, I think it might have been Ivan Yates said, you, sure, everybody knows that the earth is round. And you came in and you just went, hang on, is it really round, though? <laughs> 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 because my dad always said, what are the rest going to say? <laughs> so then you had this thing which we were going to put on the slab remember that the, yeah, earth, the earth was, was flat? flat yeah. Do you remember yeah. that the earth was flat? Yeah. And we, yeah. we didn't, I think we edited it out at the
1: end of the day. We did. It's great though. Because, yes, because we all sounded completely Re- cracked.
2: Re- but you are not cracked, though, I see. <laughs> I mean, are you still addicted to the salbatine?
1: <laughs> no, but anyway. Um, I should never have mentioned that to you in my bio. No,
2: but, but anyway, but not that you ever thought that the earth was flat. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, just to demonstrate your contrarian mind. I don't know. Maybe it's a thing or Kenny. I don't know. They're kind of they're a bit odd that way, you know. They're kind of black and black. They're not black well, and white. They're black uh,
1: and yellow, like you know. I don't know. As far as I remember, you you kind of liked the old contrarian streak, uh, Brendan. It's a good point.
0: Brendan makes a good point. So so <laughs> the the, the one of my I guess my point was it's not always it's not always a good idea to be a contrarian just for the sake yeah, of being exactly. a contrarian. Yeah,
1: exactly. And I, I mean, you can see the topics that and and, and again, I think it. Honestly, I think if you're to have any longevity in this in this particular field, people know when your opinions are not genuine. They do. Yeah. And so that you're just taking a particular point stance because it's going to get you whatever clicks or yeah, or 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 comments or support or.
0: What about your own experience in dealing with um, media? Brendan was just on there about mm, cutting edge and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Uh, so, um, uh, without trying to actually g- 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 delve up any gossip or anything, that program dealt quite well with uh, mm. issues of the day. I would have thought that that's something that would have been good to watch tonight, this week, next week. Yeah, I
1: mean, I, I, any honestly, idea? I have no idea what what happened to that program. It mm. was. I thought it was excellent. Mm. Um, it was a really intelligent program. It mm-hmm. was put together by very intelligent people who put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. Actually. Um, Without without anything being rehearsed, you know, because when you say it, it was, it, it, there was a lot of preparation done. Obviously, there was no, it was live for a start. Yeah, um, but you know, a, a lot of thought and a lot of discussion went into it, and yet all it was 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 three people, four people, the presenter and three people yeah. sitting around a table. That's and I it. always felt about it, Mario that, you know, what was what was really good about Cutting Edge and, and, and what is missing from, from discussion at the moment of what the, the, the current output is, the sense that you sitting at home on your sofa, you are the fourth panellist because you are just as qualified as any of those people yeah. to get involved in that discussion. And I found when I watched it, with with the kids or whoever I was watching it with, that you, the discussion would continue on, yes. or that you're talking to the telly, you're going, I don't agree with that. But you know, oftentimes you are being talked at, or you're being, you know, you have you have experts on panels. There was no expert on on, on yes. cutting it. Nobody was an expert. There was, I think, mean, there was usually a, a, a commentator. A, a, a comedian maybe, or a, a celebrity, yeah. a member of the public, or not a member of the public, but, but you know, people who are known for different, different fields. So we weren't talking about our areas of expertise. We were not experts. And so that kind of empowered the listener, if you like, to be the fourth contributor and to be that just as entitled and to feel just as entitled as any of us to be there, and and so that engaged you, it it brought you in, and they were and they picked topics that you would have heard about, that you would have had an opinion on, no matter who you were, no matter how little you realised that you you were actually doing what I do, except I do it more consciously, that you are forming opinions and you are you are processing the stuff you're l- listening to and reading and hearing. Yes. And. Um, that, I thought that was the strength of that programme. There's nothing really like it at the moment.
0: No, there isn't. No. But, but, and again, I'm like, like this podcast isn't, um, it's a discursive podcast, right? Mm. And I try to just tease things out, you know, and um, but it, so it's not sensationalist in, in mm-hmm. any way, you know, and uh, but, but it did seem to me that, it does seem to me to be reasonably a big possibility that RTE are, are, you know, continually running scared of the old defamation cases, and if not the old defamation cases, the old oh, it's live. Who are we going to drive mad?
1: Yeah. What do you mean? Who 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 are we going to drive mad? I mean, who who amongst the audience who are we going to annoy? And no, not even annoy. annoy
0: like what? just just cause huge controversy and maybe yeah. even cause legal controversy. Mm,
1: mm.
0: Like there is RTE, I've just been terrified of this for years. I mean. The idea that, like people, even you know, the slightest hint of of, and it's oh, sorry, we won't say anything about that.
1: I know, I know. I mean, you know, but that is a real fear. It is. It is a real fear. I mean, th- this is, in terms of defamation, a very litigious country, and it is a very, um, sort of, you know, rewarding, sphere of of litigation. If if you, if you have that opportunity open while, to while you.
0: we're there, and as somebody who uh, as somebody who works in the law, do you think? If you were speaking plainly to our listeners, that mm. that could be worth changing or having a look at in the law, the laws of defamation and how oh, litigious totally. we are. Give us give yeah. us an example. Tell well, me I mean, the mean. first thing. What I, should you be able? To, you know, give us an,
1: What should you be able to say? Say,
0: for example, and.
1: Uh, well, you see, it, it, this is the thing about defamation. It, the slightest. It's all about innuendo and interpretation. You, you could say, you know, today is Tuesday, and you have, you might have somebody who takes issue with that because you know. I I, I I do you know what I mean it's 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 really difficult the simplest statement get somebody's address wrong as simple as that and you you'll have some somebody who lives at that address saying well now you're suggesting that I was the one who was in court mm. do you know what I mean um so it's really difficult to say what you should be able to say because the, the simplest slip-ups can give rise to the most enormous Are you pay-offs? saying it's too
0: detailed and pedantic and
1: it's 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 really hard to to des- to describe how easy it is, you know. I mean, every every week I have issues with the lawyer saying the Sunday Times, for instance. Mm. Um, well, you can't say that because, and and you know, there's not even any point in, in arguing that that's not going to be actionable or that that person wouldn't have a leg to stand on if mm. they took that claim because they might. Because if somebody is prepared to push it far enough, you might get a jury and there are still juries. and know they're going to be gotten rid of that, you know, they might be able to get it across the line and say, well, this caused me damage. Or this could be read to say that I am this person could be read that way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the, the reasonable man on the Clapham Omnibus is, mm-hmm. is no longer really has been decommissioned and it's what you could possibly could possibly potentially be read into that and then factor in a jury you know who are going to take a dislike or a dislike and 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 generally speaking juries don't like newspapers so you're up against it anyway if you mm. agree if if you get to the point where where the matter goes to court mm. so you have no idea and the public have no idea how many how much is paid out in defamation to 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 litigants mm. To people, mostly chants in their arms, mm. I have to say, mm. on an annual basis by the Irish newspapers. Mm. And therefore, it
0: restricts free speech. Of course it does. Mm. And
1: it is, it's it is a, a, you know, the popular phrase, a chilling effect. Yes. You, you've no idea how, how widespread it is. You have no idea how, how, how costly it is. Mm. Um, that, it is. It is so much cheaper to settle with somebody. Even if you're giving them 70, 80 grand, yeah. it's cheaper to settle. Yeah. So you do, you settle and you apologise and you... Yeah. Lick so. your wounds and and try not to make that mistake again. And so that is going to make you extra cautious. Yeah. So if you next if time. you
0: factor in the fact that we are a litigious country mm. into the social uh, mores of the day, which encourage cancellation mm. and self censorship. So you're self-censoring yourself from a litigious basis yeah. and self-censoring yourself from a social basis. Yeah, I can see what you mean. Mm. How does Brenda Power even stay alive here?
1: <laughs> even make a <laughs> living at this game. But I mean, it's true. You know, we just say, well, what could what could what could change? Well, for instance, if, if you had a, a defamation requirement akin to personal injuries where well, you've got to show you suffered some loss yes. or damage, not just that you were hurt. Or that you were offended or that some of the neighbours said, Oh, was that you they were talking about but actually show how this impacted on you. You know, if you if you go to court to claim for a broken leg, you have to produce an X ray. Yes. Do you know what I mean? But you go to court and say, I was I was offended or hurt or embarrassed by something that one wrote about me. That's all you have to prove. Yeah. And that's that's crazy. Yeah. And yeah. people have no they genuinely do not have any idea how much money is paid out to libel litigants yes, yes, every year. Yes,
0: yes. yes. Um, one of the other areas, though, is, is that, you, that, that you're that you involved in because of your opinions um, it is, you know, as we said, cutting edge and things like that and being on the radio and mm. now being, you know, let's mm. say on a podcast. But unfortunately, the nature of TV and radio debating, you know, we use that word reductive earlier on as well, you know, mm. and that's what it is generally, you know, um, even when you do get to debate stuff generally on TV, you'll see somebody like the judge, like Miriam, who will be, you know, Miriam will be the judge. She's not wearing her her, her Yoke? What's that called again? The,
1: the wig. Isn't the wig. Yeah. It? Okay. Yeah.
0: She's not wearing her Perry wig. Perry wig. She's not. She's not wearing. She's definitely not wearing a wig. Sorry, that was defamation. She's definitely not. Well, wearing Well, you see,
1: there you go. Just to stop you there. I mm. mean, yes, that could be defamation. Because Miriam clearly wouldn't do it, but you could get someone who's saying, "You are you are calling me a fraud. Mm. You're suggesting I wear a wig. Mm. You're saying I'm a fraud. You're saying yeah. the front that I put up is fake. Yeah. So yeah. I am now suing you for yeah, there you go. high court damages yeah. because you, you've you've mortally offended Don't me."
0: Don't get carried away with your legal stuff, Brenda. <laughs> so anyway, but what happens is yeah. it's very reductive, reductive because you have Miriam in the middle, mm-hmm. and on there, and literally on her left, you have Person B, mm-hmm. and on her Person A, you have Person, and right, you have Person A, and she goes. Hi, I'm joined by person A, and I'm joined by person B. Person A, you're gonna la 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 la, and person B, you're gonna la. And then she challenges person A herself with person B's potential uh, viewpoint, mm-hmm. and she goes back. But person B, what about person A? Uh, <laughs> and she she marshals the argument, mm-hmm. and then she goes. We've run out of time, mm-hmm. and nobody ever gets anywhere. But in, for example, a, a space like this in a podcast. Um, Things can be teased out slowly, more slowly Mm -hmm. and and, and over a longer period and then edited back, for example. Mm -hmm. So that, for example, some people might get to know the the fact that um, although a lot of your views might be thrown into the conservative bucket, you would have a lot of views that would be thrown into the liberal bucket as well. And that maybe that helps people to, to understand more about who you are and what's going on. Do you know what I mean?
1: Yes yeah i mean it's true but again this need to put people into buckets is only so as to make it easier for you to 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 decide whether or not you yeah. you value their opinions or you want to hear it from them yeah.
0: have you um changed your mind i mean this 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 um This uh, quote, a foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds, right? So Dunphy was always saying that as well, you know, and I think he paraphrases it. And Dunphy, of course, is famous for changing his mind about things Mm. and changing your mind is often regarded uh, as being akin to a sin in our culture. So, for example, one of the worst things you can do as a politician is the Mm. U-turn, the idea that I believed this um, thing once. Now I don't believe it. Well, how dare you? You're mm. saying this. Now last year you said this. What will you say next year? So people are meant to be these paragons of consistency. Mm. Um, whereas clearly a person who's presented with different evidence on any given uh, year, month um, is capable of changing their mind. So have you um, found yourself evolving or changing your mind about subjects over, over your lifetime and over your, your career?
1: I think evolving is probably a better word. Mm. Um, off the top of my head, I can't really think of anything upon which my opinions have evolved um, markedly in in a, a U-shaped direction. Mm. Um, I'm sure there have been. I'm sure there have been. Um, I, as you say, I agree with that. The, the the hobgoblin of small minds, because you have to be. You have to be. Again, if if you if you're going to be expressing opinions, can't always be. It means you you have to be open to other people's opinions. Mm. You have to you have to be reading. You have to be, um, you know. I have columnists that I would read in New York Times or in London Times or The Guardian, Telegraph, and 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 you know to to see how they how they're thinking evolves or how they frame their arguments and you know you've got to read people you disagree with totally disagree with and say okay actually do you know what that's a good point and I never thought of that and I'm a terrible magpie because I will actually make a note of turns <coughs> of, of phrase or, or or notions or ideas or concepts that I've, that I've read someplace else so if that does inform an evolution of my opinion. Yeah, that I, that that will happen.
0: Yeah. And you say something valuable there, actually, I think. And that is you mentioned you mentioned a load of newspapers there mm. that you're talking about. And a lot of those newspapers were all different. Some of them were conservative and some of them were um, liberal. Mm. And I think that's more I think that's less and less prevalent nowadays that people are cross fertilizing or are being obni- omnivorous mm. in their consumption of of, of views. Uh, They are more and more um, high bound to the um, just the only thing they know, which is crystallized, of course, by this idea of in social media of just having your followers, Hmm. just following your followers. So you think that if you ever spoken to somebody in stuff that they've seen on social media and they go, did you see this? And they go, no, I didn't see it. What do you mean you didn't see it? Everybody saw it you're going no I didn't see it and they think that everybody saw it because it's being magnified by all their followers mm. so basically it's coming at them two, three, four hundred times because mm. their community has seen it their community believes it their community is interested in it and is reflecting back on them but people who aren't following any of them haven't had that magnified at them at all and so I think it is
1: uh, Yes, yeah, see, echo chamber, see echo chamber Yes, but I, I, I
0: think it's very important that we try and
1: yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, magpie, but, and but people don't. They do. They exist their entire cognitive lives. Not in this you. little in this little bubble of 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 sort of validation and approval and uh, people who think like me. And, and I mean, maybe it's because it's my job to look outside of 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 that comfort zone, but I I think a lot of people don't. Mm. And, and and then they're 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 kind of affirmed in their belief of that when they see someone who they disagree with being monstered on social media for instance well you know it's better to be inside you know, you know on the right side of the mob mm. um but yeah i think because of social media i mean when you think about it mario you know at at one point it must have seemed at the very early stage of 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 the evolution of of you know the digital revolution that we were going to be exposed to all kinds of opinions. We were going to hear opinions. We were going to hear news items. We were going to be exposed to thinking that we could never possibly have contemplated. In fact, the opposite has happened. We've been funneled down little narrow, little 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 alleyways of our own convictions and our own certainties, where they are being reaffirmed and where they are being confer- when they where they being validated, mm. and and far from having the the uh, anticipated effect on broadening minds I think it's just narrowed people's views. Yeah.
0: yeah No it has a bit it has oh, well no it has clearly it has Other opinion columnists down through the years or mm. are, are, are now who do you uh, read or who have you enjoyed reading?
1: As I said I read everybody <laughs> <laughs> I read everybody Mario and I um, with different levels of of uh, suppose enthusiasm or admiration
0: Like who?
1: I used to like Kevin Myers Oh yeah I still like Kevin Myers yeah. uh, Very controversial yeah. figure Yeah he was yeah. his his Irishman's diary in the in the Irish Times yeah. back in the day was was on was peerless. It yeah. was fabulous.
0: And there's an example of somebody who Canceled, well, yeah, yeah. Th- I mean, to mm. use that word, mm. utterly cancelled, mm. Um, mm. utterly cancelled. And f- it's probably worth saying actually that um, you know he was cancelled for uh, his uh, an article about um, anti-Semitism. Well, comments about Claudia Winkleman. Well, wasn't which it?
1: were interpreted as being anti-Semitic. But uh, then, of course, the Jewish Council of Ireland came out and said, well, he's always been one of our biggest supporters. Exactly.
0: And that's one of the things about him. Mm. He's always been one of the biggest supporters Mm. of Jews in the country. Mm. And so this is, but this can happen nowadays.
1: This is back to, I suppose, what we were talking about. The actual facts
0: don't really matter anymore. The
1: facts and interpretation and innuendo is what people, is what what really can finish you And, and back to defamation until it, it's put out, out there. Yeah, people looked at that and thought, which well, sure, everybody knows Kevin Myers is not is not anti-Semitic. And he hops the ball and he's, he, he's a wind-up, you know, he, a lot of what Kevin said, and he would admit this himself, was, was I suppose, in, in, intended to be a bit controversial and a bit... provocative. And provocative, mm. yes. Um, so could anybody have predicted that by midnight on the day that that appeared in the paper that it would be trending in, in on the new york that it would be headlines in new york mm. no they couldn't mm. and i defy it to say that anybody reading that in 10 years time will will really be able to say what was wrong with it
0: no but it was him that got the yeah the, it was that, him yeah, that yeah, suffered yeah yeah the consequences yeah. of
1: it it was again one of these kind of chilling instances yeah. that you think they but for the grace no, of god I, I
0: did a tv show with kevin and um a bit like him, that was also cancelled. and uh, so <laughs> But it deserved to be.
1: <laughs> but I mean, when I, I would have read that, I, I think I read that column and and didn't pay a whole lot of heat to that. I thought that's just, that's Kevin. He was being
0: a smart artist. Yeah, he's
1: been a bit of a smart arse. Yeah. Um, But, you know, the occasions when you think, God, I, I, I sailed close to the wind and an editor yeah. or a... a, a a lawyer took that out and I'm really glad they did so I would always defer to them and you know everybody Everybody's perspective is different so yeah. I mean people talk ooh, about a different in.
0: perspective um, yeah. there's another person on the line that would like to, George Hook is on the line George, say, me,
1: say hello to George Hello George how are you?
2: Brenda how's it going I'm in my men's shed in Fox Rock with Ivan Yates and John Waters and we're having an absolute ball listening to you, just a little question for you here. <laughs> do you think it's easier to get cancelled when you're a bloke than when you're a woman. I know that they're cancelling Marsey and they've cancelled me as well, although I'm kind of on the comeback trail. But uh, do you think it, you can get away with it easier if you're a woman?
1: I I do not, George, actually. I think the opposite. I think that women because... We, I think, we tend to get a harder time. I think with the the Guardian or somebody did an audit a while ago of the negative comments under under their different columnists and found exponentially larger numbers of vile, sexualized, offensive comments about women. So I think it's I think it's actually easier. Look at J.K. Rowling. Women get an extra layer of abuse that is personalised and that is, is. Uh, you know, you, about your looks and your age and your, every, you know, whatever they can throw at you that is personal. So I think it is actually easier for women to be cancelled because women are easier to insult and abuse because mm. it comes more readily, it seems, to some trolls.
2: So basically you're saying it's because I'm so handsome <laughs> and easy to <laughs> look at that I don't get trolled.
1: Absolutely, George. That was, that was absolutely <laughs> it. If only you would let yourself go.
2: <laughs> Cause I was thinking of donning a dress myself and changing my byline to Georgina Hookett.
1: Oh, please do!
0: <laughs> that would be a very, very imagine that now.
1: I've seen less convincing women than George in a dress <laughs> online. I have to say, uh,
0: that's great. So, so I've established that you're you're not any you're not labelable really and you would I hope not you don't think
1: so I've considered that the only people who would want to label me would would be people who who would be inclined to disagree with something I've said
0: do you get letters
1: I do get letters Mm. and I get letters saying there you are again you feminist harpy you liberal feminist harpy mm, mm. and then on the other side you know you're at it again you man hating um right wing yes. you know so yeah both sides both sides of, of the debate yeah. i i i, I kind of tend not to think that it's nearly a a trajectory it's it's more of a kind of a horseshoe you know that that the, the angry Angry of of wherever Dublin mm. fourteen tend to meet in the middle on on on, on their opinions on their mm. the extremity mm. of their opinions, mm. and that that where where I where you, you need to be somewhere at the, the curve of the the mm. horseshoe if you like. Mm.
0: You said you then you must be doing something right then if you're if you're receiving aprop- or uh, if you're receiving some criticism from both sides. Mm. But I'm, yeah, I
1: do think that. Yeah, when I, when I get yeah they they sort of well we that's all we'd expect of a liberal like you.
0: Yeah, are you always um are you always Like one of the things that's come across to me about you is that you you are what you say you are and that you hold your position uh, honestly and that you don't dissemble, Mm. and uh, that you care about what you're writing. So is there nothing in you or has there anything ever been in you in the past which goes, I'll have a little bit of a wind up here? Or I or, um, or I'll be a little bit provocative or are or I'll, st- I'll I'll stoke it up a little bit just to be no- naughty I
1: think you can you can do that once your fundamental conviction okay. is is solid mm. you can say yeah I can push this a little bit because I actually do believe this mm. and you know if this annoys you well suck it up mm. because mm. here is what I think. Mm. And um, and this is, but it, you know, your fundamental belief. I, I would never do that with something that I didn't really believe, yeah. And that I wasn't prepared to stand over because you know you have to be prepared to defend your 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 stance, your opinions, even if they're only ninety words long.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, Brenda. Thank you very much for engaging, and thanks, Amelia, for coming in.
1: Yeah, delighted. Thank you, Mary. Thank you, Brenda. Thank you.
0: My thanks to brenda power for coming in and chatting to me i really enjoyed talking to brenda um if you wanted to get in touch with me it's mario rosenstock at gmail.com i read them all and i get back to 95 percent of them um, if you want to go and see me on tour i'm on tour around the country gift grub live 2023 the show is an absolute cracker i would encourage you to see it even though i do say so myself um, thanks for listening see you same time same place next week bye